And now, emanating from our basement studios. I've never seen contraptions with so many buttons and knobs and dials before. This is WADD Talk Radio with Bill Neville. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me sure. Patrick Keenahan. I work with him and that's it. I tried to introduce him to a few nice people. He made a fool of himself. And Sean Heenahan. Grizzly Adams had a beard. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Okay. Let's go. Yes, indeed. Welcome to episode 59 of the WADD Talk Radio podcast. Uh, joining you tonight... I am Sean Heenahan. With me, Bill Neville. Yeah, baby. And my wonderful brother, Patrick Heenahan. Oh, hell yeah. I'm still rocking off that Steve Austin. Oh, my oh, God. What a great episode. That was fun. That was good. <laughs> was that Austin or was that Hogan? I, it was It was just wrestling. Let me tell you something, brother. I think it was more Hogan, which... Uh, Fresh you know, off a $115 million win. Duck yeah. Tales, m- m- more money than he uh, initially uh, sued for because yeah. Gawker is just full of pieces of shit, including Nick Denton and That is not AJ like Deliri. liquid. That is a bunch of metal that creates a hard floor-like surface. <laughs> Remember that Peter Griffin's DuckTales when he jumps oh, in? Yeah, it's like, Scrooge Duck McDuck. Tales, Duck oh, yeah. And he dives and he just gets crippled. It's like, it is not like a wall. At all. Hilarious. <laughs> well, Gotta episode 59, that. the Luke Keekley episode or go. the nice. ineligible receiver. I can't wait till we uh, get to the 80s. Episode. Yeah. That we're we're struggling a little bit in the 50s and 60s with uh, premier players. But well, speaking of NFL, you know, we got we got the tackle ineligible or tackle eligible exactly. numbers right now. We'd have to throw some pennies yep. on uh, the Baltimore on Ravens episodes. would not like this episode. No, no, they would not. Well, we got a lot to talk about uh, over the weekend. Uh, we were all in, in one way or another, some more than others, involved in the St. Patrick's Day Parade down in Southie. Aaron uh, Gobra, motherfucker. Also uh, started up in earnest the March Madness NCAA tournament that uh, truly lived up to its name. Oh, just uh, awesomeness. Crazy amount of upsets, I'm sure. It all was of our madness. Bra- <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All of our brackets are totally busted, which I'm sure everyone else around the country is. Um, we're going to bring back a WADD staple with the Dumb Dumb of the Week with a, uh, quite a great candidate, I think, yeah. uh, who's been making, making some noise in the news the past couple weeks, really. Uh, well, uh, Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yes, it is. Uh, so is everything else that that guy is on, which you guys will hear a little later on. We're also going to jump into... Um, we finally finished the the Vulture.com 100 jokes that shaped modern comedy. Finally. Com. Finally, yes. Um, <laughs> but what we, we're going to make a little addendum to that and kind of provide some jokes that me, Pat, and Bill think uh, maybe should have been on it or, in our opinion. Well, uh, we sh- think shaped modern comedy. Yeah, yeah. It, especially in our minds. I know Pat's got a couple clips that he ripped that he loves to do. Uh, me and uh, Bill came with some some great ideas, so we'll get into that. There's going to be some pretty hilarious stuff, and then uh, I don't know, maybe talk a little sports. Not really sure. Might save that for next episode. Uh, especially the Red, Sox, the Red coming, Sox. That's coming up. The Celtics and the Bruins are approaching their playoff pushes, uh, and then we're going to jump into our WTF news. Uh, so uh, let's jump right in, guys. Um, 
Michigan was, State University broke some brackets. Well, let's talk about How's, how about Dad. Sorry, Dad. Oh, let's talk about the weekend. Yes, Happy St. Patrick's say. Day. I'm sorry. I'm already. I'm all into the madness. Yeah, you certainly are. Because well, uh, it did start last Thursday. You guys were, uh, as I said, a little bit more intimately intimately involved with the uh, parade. <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys. So you're saying we dragged our balls. Yes, you did. I think that was a big hit. Uh, if you guys want to explain, I was just simply an observer. So if you guys want to kind of explain what EEI did, I thought it was pretty ingenious. Well, yeah, Bill and I came up with the idea of, of, of having more than just our, our our vehicle and throwing beads out. We had a little bit more of a spectacle type stuff. We had some brainstorm meetings and well, trying to figure out. Let me give you full credit here. Uh, why? You, you, well, it was, no, it was, it was your brainchild. Yeah, but we executed The balls was, together, was your brainchild. I, he's trying to blame me. You're the sicko came up with this, <laughs> not me. Later on, later on down the line, I, 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 on I thought of the tape you. idea, but, and, and not doing the, the beach outside. balls thing yeah. was your idea. Okay, okay. I, I like I, I started cooking and then he came humongous in. white beach balls were with How about this? red tape I made, made them look I like the baseballs. And Bill made the icing, and when we came together, it's a good my comparison. good lord, cake by the ocean. <laughs> I love that. Song. You guys were um, kick bosses. We were kick bosses. We were ball bosses because we were drag. Awesome though. They uh, they, they said when we ordered them online, they were ten foot long. Ten and, feet. But when fully inflated, seven and a half feet. So so tell me it's a seven and a half foot ball. Don't tell me it's ten foot. Like what do you? What, what is? What, it? I don't understand what they're saying, where ten feet. Ten feet deflated beach ball. They're oh, like, oh, okay, because I'm because I'm into deflated beach balls. You guys you were know? telling like, me this, and I was like, oh, all right. And then I saw pictures of the balls, and then saw them in real life. We'll tweet out one of the pictures uh, of maybe like the team or one of us. I could tweet out something on uh, the WDD. Uh, I took a couple of Snapchats of them, and just humongous rolling white balls with WEI plastered on them with and red tape that made like stitches of baseball, which. Um, in that parade, I mean, that's a that was a nice, healthy uh, breakup of the monotony that is. Ooh, that a flatbed parade. truck with a band on it. Yeah, how many of those pass by? Yeah, it's Jesus. like a, yeah, and then it, there was the Beatles, which was I thought was kind of cool. Those guys that was really neat. Dedicated we saw them right with those we awful haircuts. <laughs> um, they did kill it. I was down in South because that's where my girlfriend lives, and and uh, where you're going to live, and where I'm going to live in the summer soon enough. And uh, and then you hit me up. You're like, "Yo, we're coming up." So I raced over there. There was a party going on in the apartment that I we that the people who involved at the apartment didn't really have anything to do with. So that was kind of weird. But uh, yeah, like I said, what you have there was like Ghostbusters co- cosplayers walking Star around Wars. everywhere. Star Wars, Star Wars, like stormtroopers. There was like you said, bands on flatbed trucks. There was some Massachusetts beauty queen, which I think she just stole that sash from an actually pretty girl. Um, <laughs> Throwing I mean, salt. come on. I mean, come on. I didn't see her, so okay. I don't know. Yeah, There was a bunch. They're on the uh, convertibles. Yeah, exactly, on the convertibles. So I thought that was really cool. You guys, good Lord, but Pat, you, you got into Southie, and you guys, I know you got into Southie, what, like 8, 8.30, almost yeah, 9, 9 a.m. I was totally asleep. Yeah, 9 and o'clock. You guys had a... We were there at 10, and we didn't really even start. The first bead was thrown at like 2.30. Good yeah. Lord. Holy shit. And what you got, what I don't think people understand is until they're there is how crazy people go for these stupid beats. Oh my God. It's like you're throwing $100 bills at them. I get people like handouts. And like when I used to work on the street team, a t shirt was gold and everyone would hound you. And I, that yep. I understand. But when you're on a parade and just. 
People want them thrown at them. But it's not they just like the... drunk girls either. It's like 60-year-old men and kids. I think everyone's like, programmed to, to... It's the Mardi Gras programming. It now. is. Everyone's yeah. like, ooh, I want beads, but but how many nipples did you see? Male nipples or female exactly. nipples? Exactly. Only male nipples. <laughs> like, come <laughs> on. Two years ago, I saw a nice set, which was awesome. But, Last but, year, I saw a couple ones. But uh, think about who. what else is being thrown out there other than like crappy Tootsie Roll green candy. Yeah, I was going to say. Know, people like, are just handing candy. People want the beads because then they can wear them and it's almost like, look, I got one and you didn't. The people you know? behind us, what were they handing out? They were dog food or something? Dude, that was the best. It was a pet grooming place and they had their big um, Mercedes Sprinter, or the, you know, their big Sprinter van yep. with the, the kennel and the quick wash in the back. And they were throwing out these little things that looked like um, almost like little snack packs that come with like children's uh, meals. You know what I'm saying? Where do you get like Dude, a, a guy but, snack thrown from the dog? It's oh shaped oh like a God, dog How many drunk people actually ate that? It was Awesome! I love it. What are these corn nuts? Because I was sitting in the back of the vehicle, looking out, so I can see at the ass end of the parade. Yeah. So after they would throw it, and I get to see these people's reactions. They they're like they fight their best friend, or they push their mother or their kid off to the side to catch this freaking bag of food or whatever, and they look at it. It's dog food. That's hilarious. <laughs> it was uh, quite uh. a scene out there too. I mean, do you think maybe you didn't see so many uh, girl boobies because of the weather? It seemed it was a bit. Colder than last yeah. year, that's for sure. That's, we were surprised on the one, the the, the tail end of the parade, yeah, where the, it's, the it's last like a double stretch. wide. Is usually filled with people. Right before Not you get many. to Andrew Square, no. it's usually like it's like ten deep on both sides normally, and there was like barely we, anyone. We prepare for it, like we keep beads and other stuff right. off to the side to prepare for that stretch. Because years past, you get a little, you know, you, you, you lose inventory and all. Yeah, and all of a sudden you got nothing. Yeah, yeah. That that year was fun though because I would fake throw things, <laughs> and it was like when you fake throw a ball for a dog and it runs like the two three steps and it turns back and you're like. But the drunks in South they keep running. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh my god! We had the we had the most typical drunk Southie lady too that has Linda. flipped the switch. Like in her brain, it is from just smoking cigarettes, sober Linda to. I am as drunk, and I'm going to make this a shitty day for everyone around me, Linda. She stepped in front of our transit, in front of our vehicle, put her hands on the on the hood, and just stood there and looked at us. No, so, really? So our driver Seth goes, "Excuse me, ma'am, you're you're in our way. Uh, can you? Uh, we're, we're, we need to catch it. You're in my way." Oh my god! Staring right at him. Where did this? You're in my neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> selfie. <laughs> Exactly. So it was a solid 30 seconds of like a stare down, and he honked. Sounds like the claw from Inspector Gadget. Dude, and you know Look a parade- at you, Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> so the parade route has cops every other 50 yards, maybe, yeah, maybe in closer. Yeah, I think. In that area, there were no cops. Oh it was my. one of those where you, you could tell that the cops had enough of that area, so yeah. they're just like, fuck it, we're leaving. And care. as a pedestrian, I saw that many cops in that. That's reassuring to me. However, the amount of cockiness or just straight up drunken brashness of people just opening beers and drinking openly. It's amazing. You know, people have their containers, their red cups, their coffee cups that are clearly, you know, their their water bottles. Yeah, making an effort. Those are the people the cops are going to leave alone. Exactly. But. I can't tell you how many like bros, all the way up to just like old dudes to such stoolies, just like <laughs> just cracking cores lights out of thirties, just passing along and just drinking openly in the street. It's like there are literally cops every fifty yards. Those cops don't care; they're getting paid double I know. time. Dude, I found hilarious. a slip. I oh, found yeah. a police slip. I found a receipt from a slip from a guy doing overtime. It didn't say his exact rate, but he was getting double time. Oh my Whatever Lord. he's getting paid, he's getting paid double to work that Sunday. Bill, yeah. we got paid double on. Oh wait, no, we didn't. We got um, paid. Like not even not even one cent. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Which is Nothing. crazy to me. Uh, Intercom steals. 
Um, but parade always a great time, always a good thing, always cool to be in too. You yeah. know, because it, it sucks in the beginning because it's a really hurry up and wait, and you get the car. It is awful. And you're already just sitting and on the fourth street bridge. But forever. when you're in the middle of that, you get that just that added energy. Like I'm bringing the entertainment, I'm bringing the show to these people, and I have totally these cheap green about. beads that these people care about for some reason for the for two hour span. A green bead is, might as well be a hundred dollar bill, really like crazy. you said, Bill. It, I mean, I walked it what two or three years ago. Uh, when I was a street teamer, and then I haven't done it since. I only did it once. Uh, and then when I went out to see you guys, uh, I was with a couple other people, and we were going to go over to another person's uh, house up on H Street, and we were on, uh, I think, like, P. And we kind of cut a block, bef- like, uh, south of the parade route, and then ended up running back into you guys with good timing. So I was ended up kind of walking your beat for a little while, and it just... Just people just going crazy. I know. I saw Bill. You th- had a couple great throws <laughs> into an apartment window that hit yep. a beer bottle. Uh, I got one on a fourth floor roof. Tell about the uh, you you silent or you stopped some PDA. Oh, yes, uh, our intern Dominique and I were we looked at each other and we saw these couple that were like licking each other's back of their throats. Like it was they were that into it. And uh, so I look at her and she looks at me and goes, "We had the same idea." So and they start making out. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You guys started making out. Oh, sorry. You said it, not me. Um, so Dominique and I grabbed some beads and we. Th- threw them at the couple she hit the girl right in the ass oh. and i hit them right where their lips were connected oh my god and they, and they looked at us and they were just like <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ that's stopped horrible. making out for like three seconds laughed at us and went right back into hey, the good for into them, the zone huh? young irish lovers should they've been drinking since 10 uh like... and then so on the way back from that party uh that just was kind of weird because um, you're just like going into random people's apartments and you're getting invited by people who don't even live there and you're like wait you don't live here and they're like no but this is so and so and you're like the okay, door's unlocked let's go get food somewhere the door's unlocked uh, and they have food and, and walking the streets back sober like back uh, opposite the parade route as police were kind of like cleaning up I swear to God once or two times every single block there was a piece of entertainment whether it be just like just totally drunk people stumbling, girls saying ridiculous shit, couples fighting, guys getting open container tickets. It was never ending. And Where's then, my Uber? I'm no, exactly. For my Uber. It's like all oh, the streets are shut down. What are you talking about? Like you're an idiot. And then I even later on and I didn't realize that, I mean, I guess I should have thought about it, but they shut everything down in Southie by like 7 p.m. to yeah. get everyone the hell out of there. Yep. A lot and of bars I, I went four. to Stop and Shop just to go get food for dinner so I could make some food for us. And it was clo- It was closed. And I was like, what the? I got like angry at first. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, they don't want fucking crazy drunk people no, in their aisles, like no knocking way. shit over. Like, as a sober person, I was just like, I just wanted food. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess. Yeah, it like took me a little bit. And I was like, okay. I even went into Rite Aid to see if they had food. But I was like, yeah, actually, I don't want any food that's sold at Rite Aid. You didn't want Pringles for dinner? Yeah, no. So, uh, Dinty more stew. It's crazy. Pringles and cowtails, which actually <laughs> don't have cowtails anywhere around here. Believe me, I look for them. It's the best candy oh, ever. Awful. Cowtails? Yeah. Like the little, oh, with the powdered sugar <laughs> oh, on the outside. No. And it's gooey, and it's like the, the, the white cream on the inside. It's one of the best ever. That's Dude. nasty. Yeah, you're always oh, looking my. for that white cream on the inside. Oh, um, giggity. <laughs> So that was pretty crazy, and then to top it off, we had uh, throughout, even on Thursday, actual St. Patrick's Day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday during the parade were some of the crazier basketball games um, for March Madness. We had a 15-over-2 again. We had a 15-over-2 Middle Tennessee State hit 
literally every shot they threw up and Michigan State couldn't rebound. They couldn't didn't have any sort of semblance of, of, of shooting, of rebounding, of defense. It was uh, it was a piss poor performance for the team that I chose as my champion, and a lot of other people did. Uh, and what else? There was I think it was like so that fifteen seed one. I think a little four, rock 14, was it? as a fourteen yeah. seed one, uh, or were they a fourteen seed? I don't know. They were a twelve seed. Stephen F. Austin was the fourteen seed. I think they beat a thirteen seed one, like two or three twelve seeds. Like two or three, two 11s and like three tens, one, which is, I think, the most for uh, in recent history for in terms of upsets. Uh, it was cool to see Ivy League winner, too. Yeah. Yale. yeah their Yale. first ever win. That was good for them. They, they played a really good game. They, just there was some unbelievable, like, like individual performances, like Buddy Healed. I keep messing up his name. But for Oklahoma, he had nine points in the first half. Some guy that he was playing at uh, uh, Virginia Commonwealth was like, I thought you were supposed to be player of the year or something like that. And I just turned him off, and he had 29 points in the, the second half. What do you do to someone like yeah, that? Yeah, what are you doing? He's the player of the year. Like, he feeds off of that. Yeah. And then Oklahoma came out and just barn burnered. Uh, it was great. Uh, That's like talking shit to Michael Jordan. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, seriously. Like, what are you doing? Um, Villanova played unbelievable. I mean, just they were up like th- almost 30 points and they still had the best hustle on defense I've seen out of a team recently. And mm-hmm. I was just like, that is the effort that's going to win you a national championship, which in my other bracket, I do have them, which uh, my work, which is my work bracket, which I'm actually doing pretty well in. Nice. My bracket that I'm in with all my buddies who I had Michigan State winning, I am not so good. Right now, I'm doing okay, but like <laughs> as it goes on, how, yeah, how are you? It's gonna... just like the amount of, you know, they break it down like possible points that you could still so, yeah. score. And I'm like 112, and everyone else is like 150. So there's no way I'm winning. But yeah. whatever, it's still fun for the uh, the little gambling thing there because you're like, oh, this that, and uh, the over and the unders. Uh, hey, it was cool to see a local Providence College win in the game too against yeah, USC good, by one good. point. It was a good game. Um, obviously, they had to play UNC afterwards. Which All the very Philadelphia nice, but... teams won. Villanova, St. Joe's beat Cincy, and uh... did you, you mention Stephen F. Austin over West Virginia? Right, yep, that was yep, a yep. big one. That was a huge. Other... Like what? Like West Virginia's coach? I don't remember his name, but he's a seasoned vet. Oh, of, St. Joe's. Of, like, just, That's oh, the other team that won. Um, but uh, and then the whole uh, you know there was in the second round there was an unbelievable game winning shot. Um, Wisconsin, yeah, Wisconsin, and oh. how about the yeah uh, Bronson Koenig? How about the fans? Awesome. The fan footage of that. The guy was in the literally right the most perfect there. seat right you could bench. be in. He was from me to you, pretty much to the freaking guy hitting the shot. Wisconsin just staying true over there. This is like the third year in a row that they just cannot miss shots. It's great. I, I love seeing good shooting teams like that. Bronson Koenig. I saw an interview with him on ESPN where he said he just had a feeling. He thinks the team too had a feeling that like we've been here, we've been down. And he was like, I know we're going to get another shot to win this game. And he's like, I know I want this shot because he told the guy, he's like, I know I'm going to make this. Just make sure you get me the ball. So he did a good job of getting open, took the one dribble, uh, saw, you know, end line three and nailed it to win the game. Uh, had one of the biggest um, collapses of a team, Northern Iowa. Iowa was playing great. They were up 12 with, I think, what was it? Like, it was less than a minute, right? It was like 42 or 43 seconds yeah. left. Yeah, they had they a up 12 
points, which in a college basketball game is like a pretty substantial lead with a minute to go. I mean, six points, eight points is like, ugh, especially, with cool? a, especially with a 35 second shot clock. Ex- well, 30 seconds now. Oh, that's Isn't right. Isn't that cool that. how that big, that you see that difference because it's a big difference between pro sports to, or pro basketball and it's the 24 second clock and then the, the, the 35 you get with well, it's college. 30 now, yeah. Or 30. But you, that extra six seconds or that extra time big, definitely man. adds up. It's big. And they were trying to like throw the ball off a the other t- I forget the team who was it um shit I forget who they were playing you get caught up in the madness uh, well you, don't you have it in front of you I'm the only one with not not a computer not in this really. year what are you looking at highest uh, who Northern Iowa lost to uh, the other team scored twelve points and not even hitting threes like they were just hitting they were just getting the ball Texas A and M Texas A and M was getting the ball off of turnovers and stupid passes by you you and I and just getting layups it wasn't even like they hit a bunch of threes which you know that's what you'd think like to come back for in a small amount of time you hit the threes no and then they went to overtime and they texas a&m came out victorious which was crazy i think someone asked lebron he's such a dick he really is he's just becoming even worse and worse did you you hear this what he had they were like well what do you what would you do he goes yeah i'd quit basketball if i lost the game he's like they should just not i know what Oh, quit basketball! Did you unfollow them on Twitter too, there, LeBron? Oh, God, that's I'm not, why is that a thing? Yeah, I don't know. Let's. I'm sorry to even bring that up because that's that <laughs> yeah, is, is angering there, me. I got as an well. ESPN alert about that. Yeah, well, ESPN is anything that LeBron does. It's like LeBron breaking news. LeBron unfollowed the Cavaliers because he's in playoff mode. LeBron switches what? from two ply to three ply toilet paper. <laughs> like literally, I would expect that. Well, just so far up his ass, they could probably tell. Uh, quick little tip for you and anyone out there listening: Heenapedia fact delete. of the day. Delete. ESPN's app and download the CBS Sports app. The CBS Sports app is awesome. Yeah, it is really good. It's integrated with their fantasy stuff. So on, you don't need to download a whole other app to get your bracket game. Yeah, it's it's all on that app, and it's great. It's unbelievable. Isn't it amazing how ESPN totally has jumped the shark? It, it's uh, it, you know I you know you use jump the shark for more of like when you beat the shit out of a horse or you know or you or a joke or, or you know, you know or, the, when you beat the shit out of an actual horse <laughs> <laughs> you know when you punch a police horse and you get be- assaulting <laughs> an officer you just make the same noise at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, awesome. it's ESPN is just awful. They turning. It used to be you. They're you losing. Turn a TV, you get a new TV. What's the first channel you go to? You go to Sports Center. Exactly. Or, Sports Center still gets their viewers, but I feel like now it's like no. I'm going to hook up my Netflix. Not, what you? Why is the reason you used to watch Sports Center is to get your highlights so you could see highlights. Now you could see them almost instantly because yeah, it on explodes my Twitter on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It's absolutely nuts. Um, so March Madness, we got uh, four games tomorrow night. Yeah, um, yep. which the, I think the last one starts at nine fifty five. Which crazy. when I checked this morning had a ten oh seven start. Which they they've taken uh, about eight seven minutes off of that or eight minutes. Can't do math. Um, but nine fifty five tomorrow. So we got four games tomorrow and then four games Friday. Four games starting at seven ten. Uh, Miami against Villanova. Um, I'm hoping Villanova pulls that out. And then Oklahoma Texas A and M for a nice Big Twelve matchup. Nice. You got Maryland against Kansas, which I think is going to be a very good game. Uh, Kansas is getting six and a half points, which I think is um, pretty wide for that game. And then you have Oregon against Duke. So, I mean, four games that are really the. It's in this the Sweet Sixteen. You usually have pretty good games, but every yeah. once in a while, there's a Blake. You know, someone squeaked in with a blowout um, or like some upset. But I, I think all these, at least tomorrow, those games are all going to be really, really good. I think nail biters. And then on Friday. Uh, you have Virginia going against uh, Iowa State University. Uh, Iowa, three teams 
the state of Iowa's Crazy. three teams in this tournament with Iowa, Iowa State, and Northern Iowa. Uh, Iowa State is the only uh, team remaining. And then you have Wisconsin against Notre Dame, uh, Gonzaga against Syracuse, which is a 10 seed going against an 11 seed. And then you have UNC Indiana, which I think is going to be an awesome, awesome game. So uh, uh, follow WADD Talk Radio because I've actually been uh, live tweeting those games. I'm gonna it's great ho- stuff too. Hope to, yeah, it was uh, good. Hope to continue to do that. So any of you guys out there, you want some extra content, definitely follow us on Twitter. Uh, there, obviously, you can follow us personally too. We'll hand, give those out at the end of the podcast. But uh, we'd love to get some more followers, especially during March Madness, because I mean, there's just content galore for and that. Check out that picture of the baseballs. I saw Bill tweeted that out. Check out check yeah, out a picture of the baseballs from that. the from the parade. Um, that was definitely fun. Um, but you guys want to get to Dum Dum? I think so. In the social justice system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. Idiots who say stupid things, and the people who record and talk about those idiots. These are their stories. Dum-dums. All right, so Cat Williams, we know, is a very small person. You know, he's a he's a smaller individual. Yeah, what's he like? A little bit of a Napoleon complex. Which, if you if you look into it, Napoleon actually was pretty average for his height, but it was just propaganda at that time, and also carried also his generals that he was always his generals were very tall dudes apparently. So that's also also whenever they'd meet or something like that, it'd just be very big comparison. You'll do what I say. We're going to Russia in the winter. Uh, Napoleon, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> so someone like Cat Williams, I think, uh, completely sober is... Sober? Complete, no, no, no. Oh, when he When is. he is, which I, I guess sounds like <laughs> never, never um, would definitely be intimidated by people who are bigger than him, and even even if it comes to a seventh grade boy. Um, so A little boy. A little Doyle video, rules. Oh, my God. Video came out today <laughs> of Cat Williams. Uh, there was a little bit of a verbal back and forth, and a kid kind of stepped up and was just like, what are you talking about? Whatever. Cat Williams out of nowhere just fucking a middle left, schooler. left jabs this kid who's not even – he's halfway done pun- with middle school. It's a sucker school. punch. A sucker punch. A sucker punch. Unbelievable. Sucker punches the kid. The kid jumps on him and is choking him out and, and actually like gets him. Like he's yeah. winning to All the point of his where like, were like, hey man, like, get off that grown out. ass adult. I tap out, I tap out. Like he literally tapped out. And then he so, had the gall. Do you have the video? So we picked this up of after he punches him, the kid gets him to the ground and is literally choking him out like perfect. Like, like, he, what, yeah. like he even has like the backup arm on the choke. Oh, yeah. You know? a great like, rear the, naked the choke. Backup left. Great rear naked great. choke. So, and then finally. I just saw Nate Diaz do it to uh, <laughs> Finally <laughs> enough, the, the, the adults in the, uh, in the area um, jumped in. And this is Cat Williams literally right after. As one adult uh, in there got jumped. Okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. Got uh, This is him right after. Tell me that's your child. Nah, he hit me first, bro. That's what happened back up on me, little boy. Hit me first, bro. I was there, bro. I got son. Hey, what's up, bro? It's all good, bro. Hey, it's all good, bro. Hey, it's all good, bro. Oh, you two are hitting him like that. Huh? Yeah, I'm sorry, that shit. We'll start that shit. World star. Y'all let a little broke nigga do that to a celebrity. Okay, first of all, you're not a celebrity anymore, really. Is there a lick of English in that clip? But no, and so... If you can catch a little bit of it in the beginning, it's like it better not be your kid. And he's talking to just to the person who's videotaping or whatever. And then you hear the guy like, "Yo, he hit me first. That's the seventh grade boy. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a man. Um, but he's like, "Yo, he hit me first. He and then you hear all the other women going, "No, you you hit him first.
Yeah, like you like deserve you're, that. You're and nuts. at the end, he goes, "This community's allowing this broke ass a little whatever um, to beat up a celebrity." Like, well, so he and he's just sitting there, like, like totally ba- broke but, ass. But, Does but, anyone who doesn't watch BET know who Cat Williams is? The only reason, I mean, I, I remember from some comedy stuff, just him being like absolutely ridiculous. But also in the past, like two weeks or so, he got. Like he like charged some dude on stage at like a Philadelphia rap show. Bernie, uh, uh, Bernie, uh, Ben Siegel, Bernie ben, Siegel, Benny, Benny, Beanie, Beanie Siegel, Siegel. Beanie Siegel, yeah. And then just got absolutely he got, got walloped. Yeah, got literally stomped out because he fell to the ground and people just beat the shit out of him. And those are adults, and they're like, you can't be doing. People that. think he's on crack cocaine. I think that's what. It or, is. or like heroin or something. Uh, he. Yeah, so this guy, he's just been getting like he called out Kevin Hart at a show, and people like had it, and it's like. All right, could the you one be guy more smaller than him. Yeah, and <laughs> That's a great in, point. insanely more successful. Like you think you got a little complex there, buddy. Uh, so yeah, what a goddamn dum dum. I mean, he's just uh, <laughs> dum dums. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but uh, you know, keeping it in with with he okay with jokes. If we yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a joke. Yeah, he is a joke, and he Tell would absolutely jokes. not be on that vulture list. The only joke that he is somewhat famous for. Is a uh, I think it's a weed reference where he's like this shit right here, this shit right here is called oh. death. It's like de- death, like like I'm gonna hit this and I'm gonna die. D-E-F. No man, death. Like you ain't gonna hear. It's like I'm not gonna hear. Like I, I have stuff to do later. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Death? Oh my god. Um, so that is a funny joke, but that's really only. But he's really probably influenced that. by some of those Friday jokes, some of like the other guys you know that we've talked about, especially with the black comedy stuff. Yeah, I mean, it takes that machismo that we were talking about with the with the BET Comic View and stuff like that. So, uh, Pat, you got some other stuff that, as I said before, that wasn't on the list, but we think influential jokes, yeah, um, or influential shows or situations. Um, there is a very big thing going on with YouTube, uh, maybe about a month ago with a, 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 a podcast, not a podcast, but a, a company called, uh, the fine brothers. And they do a lot. They were known for reaction videos. Like when you watch something and you react to it. So, uh, you know, it's, it's so people it started can watch with like, you react to it. Yeah, it started, exactly. I remember first hearing like the two girls, one cup video or <laughs> exactly. like, oh, if you don't like, s- those scary video, like yeah. turn up your volume and can you see this little thing? And then like a scary, <laughs> yeah, a, a scary face with a big <laughs> yeah. sound would come at you. Yeah, exactly. So these fine brothers uh, have tried to trademark this whole reaction video and all this stuff. There's a really big black backlash because yes, it is a newer type of comedy um, in the grand scheme of things because of the YouTube and because of everyone has a camera on their computer now so they can get their reaction videos but um, what I think one of the first ever or, or the pioneers of the whole reaction video were Beavis and Butthead so they, it was a it was a cartoon they'd go oh, back and forth point. but then they would sit and they would watch a music video and you would watch the music video <sighs> with them just got nice touch yeah no exactly <sighs> it had a, had a, a, a mystery theater 3000 or whatever the hell that it was called Remember yeah that? a mystery that science theater mystery science theater it had a little bit of that where you're watching the movie with them and, and they're being so that's kind of a reaction that's more of a movie um but i i pulled two and that uh, was that was on what mtv it right? was back yes. in the day when MTV Sean, that was, was a great beavis and butthead by the way oh thank you do it again <laughs> chicks got nice tits <laughs> <laughs> tp for my bungle uh i love it like, i am cornholio <laughs> I need TP for my bungholio. Exactly. Me and Nick do so, man. We watch that shit all the time. <laughs> um, um, but oh. I pulled, uh, I pulled two here. Um, they, and that's the best thing is it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, they had Metallica on their t-shirts and they were a little more heavy metal, ACDC, um, yeah. ACDC like uh-huh. that. But uh, they play rock videos. Yeah, they mostly rock videos, but they did all types. So I'm going to start off with uh, with a rock video and it's going to go right into another one. 
You should know, butt munch. This is Metallica. Oh, yeah. 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 This part of the song sucks, but it gets cool later. <laughs> yeah. It starts going. Darkness! Imprisoning me! I cannot live! I cannot die! Shut up, Beavis! <laughs> You're beginning to piss me off. <laughs> So they did Metallica and then the likes of rap music as well. Get while I'm gone. Clean up your room. Take out the garbage. Oh, check it out. Yeah. I can't believe she's talking to Snoop yeah, that way. Yeah. Dog, if that wasn't his mom, he'd be Don't putting be the smack down. Right. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> Those are cool pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> Snoop rules. Yeah, yeah. Snoopy <laughs> Dog is in the mother... Hey, <laughs> old. <laughs> oh, check it out. He's got a phone on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> We gotta get one of those. <laughs> dog. It's a doggy dog world. It's a doggy dog world. Yeah, in your world. Somehow, some way, coming up with funky ass hits like. Oh, he just touched your boobs. Of course he did. It's a doggy dog world. <laughs> But you just That's get it. So they're watching music video. They're commenting. Oh, he just touched their boob. And, and it's, like, so yeah. just, it's awesome. And it's so funny because the three of us being mid to late 20 year olds and one in their early 30s, uh, stuff like that is so funny to us. But you show that or you have one of our parents listen to it and they're like, Ugh. Like, what, like, is what is this on television? Like you can't like when we were younger, like That's you can't funny. you can't watch that. Right, yeah, we were banned from watching. To, yeah, we, we couldn't watch MTV until no I was like, in high school. We used to sneak watch South Park. Oh yeah, the only way you remember the only way we would get caught because we put on volume one upstairs. The only way we'd get caught is when Dad downstairs would also turn it to South Park, and then the audios would merge and it would make it sound a little weird. Where it. You know, it would carry it a oh, little bit right, more, yeah. and it'd be like, "Boys, turn it off!" <laughs> yeah, hilarious. <laughs> like, oh, I love that. And that was back in MTV. Was like cool as cool as hell. They also Beavis and Butthead did a, a lot for uh, like rock bands that didn't get so much play. They like some like I know Sublime got like their first video was on Beavis and Butthead back when MTV when the M stood for music instead of maternity. Hey, all right, there you go. Oh but God. yeah, South Park was I know another in terms of especially with animation. I mean, early on they weren't as early as Beavis and Butthead, but they came pretty soon after. Yep, and talk about I mean quintessential comedy and influential. Uh, what their first episode was? What back in ninety. Seven? Something in the nineties. I would say probably earlier than that because South Park was in ninety seven. Yeah. Okay. It was such a different like the Simpsons obviously were going on there, but it was more of a this is a family and these are funny things going on in family. This was two pothead metal heads in a disgusting apartment type cartoon. Which, yeah, Beavis about it. Yeah. You know, like like a new age, like a an old school Bojack Horseman or something like that. You know, where it, it's kind of like a little more gritty, a little more dirty. Yeah. You know, yep. but and and relatable to those type of people. It wasn't know? like the greatest animation either. E- exactly, and it was totally fine, and people were fine with that. You know, definitely. Um, but with the whole Beavis and Butthead, they brought a different voice to. Uh, the comedy, uh, you know what I'm saying? Where they're yep. watching the music video and then they bring in a different voice. Now, some comedians do that with their own, where they become almost their own peanut gallery, where they'll say a joke or they'll go on something, and then all of a sudden they'll go with a different voice and kind of 
it's part of their like that second stupid voice. Yes, exactly. And of. and someone who's very good with that is is Jim Gaffigan. And and this joke is the one that you sent me, I believe, Shawnee. Yep. Uh, of Jim Jim Gaffigan talking about hot pockets, and it's very such a simple thing, but just the way he talks about it and the way you know he makes it, it's it's really funny. With and it's Gaffigan talking it's, about food, which he always does. Exactly. He's being funny and doing his bit, but then also he throws this whole other voice in, and it makes it that much funnier because a lot of times that. Extra voice is exactly what you're thinking, or what he wants you to be thinking. Yeah. So, so we're going to do a little bit longer clip of Jim Gaffigan talking about hot pockets. I'm moving a little slow tonight. I had a hot pocket for dinner. Uh, good to see I'm not the only white trash here. I buy the hot pockets. I go in grocery stores. I'm like, yeah, I get these. I've never eaten a Hot Pocket and then afterwards been, I'm glad I ate that. <laughs> Second verse. I'm always like, I'm going to die. I paid for that? Did I eat it or rub it on my face? My back hurts. <laughs> oh. I was looking at a box of Hot Pockets. They have a warning printed on the side. So, warning, you just bought Hot Pockets. Hope you're drunk or heading home to a trailer. <laughs> you hillbilly enjoy the next NASCAR event. Hot pockets. I like NASCAR. He's a jerk. There's the lean pocket. I don't even want to know what's in there. Imagine the directions. Take out of box, place directly in toilet. <laughs> Flush pocket. <laughs> Recently, they introduced the breakfast hot pocket. Finally. <laughs> I can't think of a better way to start the day. You're about to call in sick. <laughs> Hot pocket. Now you can have a hot pocket for breakfast, a hot pocket for lunch, and be dead by dinner. <laughs> dead pocket. <laughs> Do love that jingle. Do you think they worked hard on that song? <laughs> what do you got so far, Bill? Uh, uh. Hot pocket. That's good. That's very good. Not as good as your buy menin, but it's good. <laughs> now, what are we going to run in Mexico? Caliente pocket. <laughs> You've got a gift, my friend. <laughs> Don't hide that in a bushel basket. Hot pocket. I saw a commercial for a chicken pot pie hot pocket. Now they're just messing with us. Just a matter of time. Have you tried the Hot Pocket Hot Pocket? It's a Hot Pocket filled with a Hot Pocket. Tastes just like a Hot Pocket. I'm going to go and stick my head in the microwave. Hot Pocket! So you got a little taste of that with him uh, talking. I like NASCAR. He's a jerk. You know? Yeah, that whole He's special just... is filled with that, which, I mean, now comic, like stand-up comics, that's almost hack now to do, to have like a second voice of like, I mean, it's not, ha I mean, it's funny. That's what hack also means. But sure. Uh, 
that is pretty quintessential. Like if you want to get another like kind of punchline in to go with a second voice of being like, oh, okay, it's like absolutely, it's funny as hell. And I I don't think anyone did it better than Jim Gaffigan. No, so I think that's for sure pretty quintessential. Another quintessential joke of our time, and and it really just caught fire in in the the the, the culture of of our joking, and you almost had to watch what you said, every word out of your mouth, because you didn't want to get trapped into. Well, that's what she said. You know, and I said it like that because it's been going on so long now, now, because it's almost jumped the shark. It's just on that brink where, you know, if you pull it out once in a while, like it's funny, you know, that's what she said. All right. That was that one. (laughs) I tried to throw one out there. That one wasn't that hard. (laughs) Oh, and it's also what she said. Oh, God. Sometimes it just comes right out of your mouth. Uh, so, uh, the TV show The Office was definitely yep. one that that I don't say put it on the map, but definitely really put it out there and made it a, a cult classic. And it really made you, you feel good. And it did, yeah. There you go. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so I ha- I just pulled a quick little clip of uh, right after it's getting a little crazy in The Office, and Steve Carell or Michael Scott has been. Uh, He's gotten a talking to by the higher ups, much like he did almost every other episode. Um, but this is him. We're getting into the end of his speech to the to the office, uh, talking about how he can't joke anymore. And in the future, if I want to say something funny or witty or do an impression, I will no longer ever do any of those things. Does that include? That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow, that is really hard. You really think you can go all day long? Well, you always left me satisfied and smiling, so... <laughs> That's what she said! The best part about that clip, too, is you can just see it building up in his face, and he just he's trying to hold back so hard. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, he just has to blur it out. I love that show so much. It is amazing. The Office is absolutely great, which, I mean... You know, jokes like that got everyone. I mean, good, good lord, Trish. When we used to work with her, would say it all the time. You had to watch every word, every word, because yeah. people would just say it, and you're like, okay, we get it. But then, and which is influencing people, which is influencing influencing comedy now. But also, the style of The Office, that mockumentary, stems from all the way back to Spinal Tap, which we were talking about. That kind of mockumentary, and the UK is. Office, which is really the the most successful one over there, and that's what influenced the, yeah. the American one, Ricky Gervais. Uh, came up with that one, and but you're right, the Ricky Gervais thing, that that mockumentary, the hey, you're going to see a whole scene going down, and then, and then you're like going to see a player talking about it afterwards yeah, exactly. and reacting to it or setting something else up. Or I think there's another a movie coming out about David, like the because the office, the UK office, the guy was named David Brent, right? And I think there is a movie. There's a movie coming out. Really? Yeah, we'll get into that next week. A little blockbuster, lackluster. We're going to talk about a couple uh, Daredevil, a couple couple cool movies. I saw Sisters. We're gonna we'll get into that uh, next week. But um, hey, uh, another and we I don't know. That's the thing. We never really use them for what the fuck news because it's not a real news source. Um, but it's so funny to see people on Facebook react to some of the Onions posts as if when, they're real, and as if they're real. Oh, it's so um, great! And it's, yeah, there's it's a just website out there that collects them all. Um, but the Onion does such a. Called. But that's the thing with the Onions; they do such a great job of of doing satire that 
a dum dum could really take that as true, you know. So I'm I'm gonna play a a longer clip of one of their news stories, and it's the way they make it sound like yeah, it, it sounds like Onion a, started as a newspaper, a satirical newspaper, like, and then an online publication, and then as the more popular they got, they moved into uh, like their Onion News Network and did like fake news updates. Oh, and like this yeah. is ONN. and then they do sports and stuff like that. So this is coming uh, from, from one of their on- online content from their O N N. Last month, the Taggart family of Cedar Mill, Oregon, set off a firestorm of controversy after petitioning the state for the right to end the life of their 13-year-old brain-dead daughter. Jean Ann Wharton takes us beyond the facts. Caitlin Taggart was a beautiful, lively girl who loved laughing and playing outside. But all that changed at the age of 12. Caitlin slipped into a persistent vegetative state confining her almost entirely to her bed and Facebook. She doesn't even have basic motor functions anymore. We literally have to drag her to the car to drive her to school in the morning. She's totally unresponsive when we talk to her. Her eyes just roll back in her head. Caitlin, honey, it's your dad. (laughs) With no hope that their daughter would ever recover, the Taggarts decided to seek legal permission to end Caitlin's life. It is the most difficult decision we've ever had to make, but... We just keep reminding ourselves that the real Caitlin is already gone. That's just her body texting. But the Taggarts soon found themselves at the center of a heated controversy as euthanasia opposition groups mobilized to stop them. These protesters say the groans and exasperated sighs Caitlin sometimes makes prove there is hope for recovery. But the Taggarts' physician, Dr. Kevin DeBacker, disagrees. The sounds and movements that Caitlin makes are caused by random synapses firing in what's left of her brain tissue as a response to atmospheric changes, like it being cold in a restaurant or her mother bursting into a room, even though there is a little thing called privacy. Dr. DeBacker believes euthanasia is a humane way to end Caitlin's suffering. We give her one painless injection and that's it. Her eyes may flutter a bit, or she may murmur, are you for real killing me right now? But then her struggle will finally be over. Back at the Taggart home, the family is already preparing for life without Caitlin. It's hard, but we know we're making the right decision. Her organs can help other children. We can give her eyes to someone who would actually use them to read a book. I have cramps. And I don't even... What would you tell other parents? I want parents out there to go home tonight and hug their kids and be thankful they don't have such a piss-poor attitude. For Beyond the Facts, I'm Jean Ann Wharton. Three days ago, Caitlin's life was legally ended. Caitlin, by the way, was the first Oregon resident to undergo the procedure since 2009 when a dentist had his receptionist euthanized after she was unable to perform any function other than eating all the candy in the waiting room. (laughs) Uh, I love the onions so much. Oh, they're so great. And I kind of picked up a couple. uh, The thing that I love the most about the onion are the headlines Yep. uh, for their little satirical things. Because those Uh, are are the things that jump out. And the dum-dums are the ones that share the headlines because they seem like they could be legit if you don't look at it closely. So I picked out a couple ones. Can I start you off with one that came out today that my brother-in-law sent me? And I think he thinks it's real. Because when I replied, I go, I love the onion. They're really funny. And there was no response. So I don't think he knew, but his, the, the just a long sigh. My, my boy Daryl sent me 
hundreds of Cuban refugees clinging to Air Force <laughs> One on I flight back that. to U.S. <laughs> and the picture they have is they put little people on the plane and they're like falling off of That's the plane. And so, so funny. Um, but no, I don't. I don't think he truly, truly <laughs> believes that that's real. But uh, uh, and but the other thing, great onion, though. And so, Sean, Sean, give us some other awesome headlines from the Onion. Uh, drug use down among uncool kids. Wow, that's good. free thinking cat shits outside the box. <laughs> uh, drugs win drug war. Pris- oh, what's the other one? Sudanese fourteen year old has midlife crisis. Oh my god. <laughs> The one after 9-11, which I think is awesome. They did a really good job after 9-11. Hijackers surprised to find themselves in hell. <laughs> secondhand smoke linked to secondhand coolness. <laughs> this one, uh, me and Pat will absolutely love. Sometimes they do sports ones. Tony Womo out to three, out to three to four weeks for a broken whittle fingy. <laughs> it's Tony Womo. Like Womo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Family watching movie, white knuckles it through unexpected sex scene. <laughs> oh, Dad, you remember watching... Oh, oh, there's my God. nothing worse. When dad, when dad and I were watching Swordfish with Mom. Oh, oh yeah. Halle Berry's boobies. You guys told me you were putting that on, and I was like, yeah, I'm getting I don't out of here. know why you're doing that, or why you did that. Quiet loner really comes out of shell at gun store. Fun toy band because of three stupid dead kids. Alzheimer's sufferers demand cure for pancakes. Oh, man. Uh, just a couple more. Uh, CIA realizes it's been using black highlighters all these years. <laughs> That's perfect. That's great. God answers prayers of p- paralyzed little boy. No, says God. <laughs> Buddy system responsible for additional death. <laughs> oh, man. That is so great. He <laughs> can't even get this one out. Special Olympics T-ball stand pitches perfect game. <laughs> oh my oh. god! So clearly they're not they're oh not afraid god. to go we'll to that with, limit. We'll be done with that. And and uh, speaking of other, um, just they other, just did a great job. Before I'm sorry to move. No, go ahead, buddy. On. Just they capture like. The the zeitgeist of what's kind of going on with, uh, you know, kind of what's going in culture and stuff like that, and they can just satirize it perfectly with a nice headline like that, and then a little, you know, two hundred to five hundred word little article that is just laden with sarcasm and satire, and they do such a good job of it, as you said, that dum dums actually believe that it's true. Yeah, That's and they, absolutely hilarious. Yeah, and they absolutely push the limit. You know, they they absolutely piss off a lot of people, or or almost try to piss off as most people as possible at all times. It's one of those where they love doing that. Yeah, Augusta National honors Tiger Woods with own drinking fountain. Oh my, Jesus! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're doing sexism, uh, racism, racism, homophobia. It's great. It's awesome. So you know what it reminds me of? It, it reminds me a lot of the cartoon South Park, who push the envelope, who do all of that satire. Type of stuff. Amazingly satire. They, they don't. They don't. They're not afraid to throw words satire. around like that. Satirize. That's the word. Um, the clip I picked of, of South Park because I think I think South Park and, and Bill. This was one of yours that you brought up, which I think was a really good a good point. Where I, I think you explain. You know, you explain. Explain why do you think South Park? Well, the part the the thing I love most about South Park is that they're so relevant, and the way they're able to turn episodes around in a week. Uh, allows them to stay relevant where something can happen on over the weekend over the weekend and within two weeks it's covered on south park 
uh, everything from, uh, I don't know, back in the day, uh, all the way up through uh, Mr. Garrison uh, sort of being the Donald Trump figure. Uh, going through the election Recently process. Recently with the Caitlyn Jenner stuff. The Caitlyn Jenner, uh, the PC principal thing. Everybody's so butthurt about everything these days. The Washington Redskins losing their trademark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I then, am Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So just, everything is just so relevant. And it's, it's. So you're a gay fish. So you're a gay fish. So you're. Do you like, do you like fish sticks? Kanye, do you like <laughs> fish sticks? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> do you like fish sticks in your mouth? Well, yeah. So you're a gay fish? I'm not a gay fish, man! <laughs> I ain't no gay fish! Just absolutely perfect. And then, like, Michael Jackson with yep. Blanket yep, and stuff like kids. that. Just, and perfectly able to skewer any sort of the the stupid opinions, especially the PC culture, is, you know, with PC uh, principle and stuff like that. And just really expose those people and the, those these, you know, pop culture issues for what they are. And while and they're doing that and have the underlying tones them. and have the... Well, they have underlying tones and they also have very obvious plot points. And the whole time... It's a, it's a bunch of younger kids that are like fourth, fifth graders mm-hmm. that they're supposed to be these younger kids. So, um, we're picking up this clip um, from inside the the classroom. Okay, children, let's start the day with a few new math problems. What is five times two? Come on, children, don't be shy. Just give it your best shot. Yes, Clyde. Twelve. Okay, now let's try to get an answer from someone who's not a complete retard. Anyone? Come on, don't be shy. I think I know the answer, Mr. Garrison. Shut up, fat boy. Hey, don't call me fat, you fucking Jew. Eric, did you just say the F word? Jew? No, he's talking about fuck. You can't say fucking school, you fucking fat ass. Kyle. Why the fuck not? Eric. Dude, you just said fuck again. Stanley. Fook. Kenny. What's the big deal? It doesn't hurt anybody. Fuck, 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 fuck. How would you like to go see the school counselor? How would you like to suck my balls? <laughs> What did you say? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? Oh, Mr. Garrison. Mr. Garrison. Cartman, one of the best characters of all time. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Him and Randy Respect my authority. Like, Stan's oh, dad, Randy, is also oh, amazing. Oh, so funny. And, yeah, I, South Park, I mean... I I think we mentioned on a earlier, way earlier episode that there is that awesome documentary Six Days to Air, which oh, it's uh, tremendous. If you can find it anywhere online, watch it. It's amazing because it does show, as Bill was pointing out earlier, that when there is is something going on, the next week it could be on South Park and they could be making a joke of it and it could be a major plot point. And a Six Days to Air shows them on their weekly basis trying to make the show for the next week. And do they use current news and everything like that? And it's an amazing documentary. Well, yeah, that and that they go the episode that they're making in that episode, or wait, yeah, in that, yeah, that's, that, that makes sense. Human um, iPad. It's the human sent iPad because Apple had just released a new iPad, or just another like bullshit thing, and the whole iTunes agreement thing. It was just really funny and it, current. I think my favorite scene in that episode was when Butters is reading the. Uh, the terms of agreement out loud. He's like, Apple says you can sell your butthole, sell your mouth to another person's butthole. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I can't do butters, but no, but that was good though. No, 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 we got it. And then uh, yeah, butters is another unbelievable, oh, character. unreal character. Um, but definitely South Park is is, is awesome. Um, so I, those are the clips that I have. But do you guys have any other jokes that you think that Vulture m- missed? And I don't think Vulture missed. I, I think they did a great job, and they definitely gave us some some fodder to to, to work with. <laughs> Um, Sean is deconstructing our set for some reason. Yeah, my little, my new microphone arm kind of slipped off the table here. Oh uh, no! But um, I think uh, 
I think the the list did a good job of including uh, stand up comics. Um, they kind of added some new guys uh, or or some people that weren't as well known or something like that. But one of my favorite guys is uh, David Tell. That I think uh, the some of the jokes and some of the especially his CD Skanks for the Memories is uh, just absolute gold. I mean, there's some. I'm gonna read two here that are on that that. Um, and the only reason I bring up David Tell is because his influence on the comics that are working today, some of the guys that are coming up, some of the guys that um, are going to be really, really well known in a couple of years, uh, he's always referenced as a guy that's a huge influencer. Um, so, and I know Pat, we used to watch Insomniac on Comedy Central, is amazing. So, it's two jokes I just wanted to say. Thing. He goes, So, I travel a lot, and I hate traveling, mostly because my dad used to beat me with a globe. <laughs> So they're kind of like irreverent like that and like punchlines you don't really see. And then also kind of classic, but it's just the way he did it. He he really had a different kind of style of, of writing a punchline. Um, he goes, I was on a date with this really hot model. Well, it really wasn't a date date. We just ate dinner and saw a movie. And then the plane landed. <laughs> it's just absolutely amazing. And um, I think especially for me, uh, what is shaping and, and what is kind of come now to the forefront of comedy is podcasting um obviously we're doing one right now uh i think that says enough about how influential guys like mark Marin are uh with his interview style podcast um there's also he was on the list yeah yeah we he was over yeah we just didn't go over it um you know the the one that really got on the map is when he interviewed robin williams and they just talked comedy talked history of comedy now that's a very popular thing to do on podcasts there's also a style of podcasting that stems from uh, kind of talk radio, stems from the Howard Stern days, uh, early Howard Stern, stems from um, you know the classic Opie and Anthony days, uh, the Ron and Fez, uh, just absolute hilarious talk radio. Uh, I mean, there's guys like the Legion of Skanks that I listen to every week that are absolutely hilarious. Um, and I, I think that's kind of where comedy is going, too. And there almost seems to be... Um, with the access to all this stuff, like we said, on YouTube, uh, on Twitter, on uh, Comedy Central is constantly putting out content, is the conversations about comedy, which brings us to this exact conversation. So I think that's uh, – and I, I just – I love doing it. I, I love talking about it. I love hearing about it. I'll listen to any podcast that has to talk about comedy or the, the history of comedy. So that's why when we started doing this, I was overjoyed. Yeah. Hey, um, another one I thought <clears throat> that they didn't include – was I thought the clip that in in first of all they should have had something from the movie Old School I think just for the whole um, it, it, the reason why I put it down on my list um, was solely for Frank the Tank and and Will Ferrell's character it's was so just good iconic. Once it hits the lips. Yeah, because first of all, there's so many uh, quotes that we say from him, um, but the clip that I thought that should be included in this is when he he meets Sean William Scott and he shoots himself in the in the neck with a horse or a donkey tranquilizer. Um, and the whole reason I think it's, it's this, he was immature like from the get go. Then he got married and he's supposed to be this whole new guy. And, but he's not, and he's kind of holding on to his old life immature. So that kind of humor where it's a very immature, older guy. And then that clip, I think just totally just, it came all full circle where it was like his, his life's going to shit, all this stuff. And it's just really funny. And then there, it's just, 
you know, he gets shot in the neck with a tranquilizer. He's <laughs> going down. Get a fucking dart in your he neck, walks, man. And then he's going. He shoves that kid off to the side. No regard for human life, mm-hmm. especially young human life, like a Cat Williams. But crashes through the table with the ruins cake on the birthday it. cake, and then goes into the water, and then an iconic song, "Hello Darkness, My Old Friends." Just what a unbelievable set of circumstances, and it just it just brought the movie to this climax of he this guy is ridiculous, and he is literally that you see him hitting his rock bottom. We can't lose our composer out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I just thought that that was one of them they missed in an old school and just. You know, first of all, they put Master of Puppets by Metallica on the map as a uh, unbelievable huge song. And that whole clip of them oh, re- recruiting everyone and yeah, revigorating. Yeah. A good point. And uh, it just I thought old school that they missed a little bit on that one. Um, and uh, any other ones that you guys thought? Mm, not really, man. The only ones I, I couldn't remember off the top of my head what was and what wasn't on the list because I didn't have it in front of me. But uh, South Park was the one that really stood out to me that we'd never discussed over the four week span of our talking about this article would you say family guy should be in there oh definitely just in the fact more of the random humor where even South Park made fun of it where they had the random manatees finding the ball putting it together but that was another thing too and then the um and and i think sean you referenced in one of the first or second parts of this whole vulture thing of of doing the joke for little too long and that be the joke like when peter griffin hits his knee Yeah, it's oh. doing it too much where it's like, okay, it's not funny anymore, it's not funny anymore, it's not funny anymore, and oh. now it's Like he hits again. his knee, you know? like Yeah, the, yeah that. So. The chicken fights. Yes. Part, part of that in there. And then uh, and then the last one that I thought, uh, if you guys don't have any other ones, the last one I thought that, that should have been at least mentioned is uh, some of the Austin Powers movies. Just sure. Of, just of the, 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 the culture classic that they are. Plus, they were making fun of the 007s. Like, that's like we were talking about Spinal Tap and those mockumentary type. Austin Powers, yeah, baby. It was more of, like, <laughs> making fun of the 007 movies. And they had the same kind of plot lines. And, you know, like, uh, they would make fun of 007 where they had, um, you yeah, know, like, Goldfinger. Spy, or they yeah. had just, like, Ivana Fuckala or Ivana Humpalot. Ivana Humpalot. And then, like, just, and how many times do we still... Yes, exactly. Sorry, didn't mean to so No, no worries. But one of the best lines of that whole movie is in the original Austin Powers. And he's in the casino, and he walks up to this random guy on the stairway. And he goes, there you are. And the guy goes, do I know you? No, but that's where you are. <laughs> like, just great. And he walks into the bathroom, and the, the attendant is blind. He goes, you haven't happened to see... Anything at all. <laughs> John Lovitz is listening to him like, who does number two work? And then it's like the whole tent scene and Fat Bastard. Yeah. But I think they, they should have thrown out to Mike Myers on that. Uh, I agree. I, I yeah, it's a good call. At least call, Austin Pat. Powers uh, definitely shaped a little bit of our modern comedy because we see, yeah, baby. Like, you see all that type of stuff. Oh, yeah. Does that make you randy? You know, <laughs> all that stuff. Um, but, you know, really pumped that we were able to stretch this out for the four episodes. Yeah, and, and yeah it was a great comedy. Really, you know, and that's the thing. Like we said last time, we, we thought this was going to be a one episode thing we turn it into what four, four plus hours a, plus a recap and then we put our own in so you know thank you vulture.com yeah and, and thank really you for filling the hours for this uh in the doldrums of winter <laughs> yes for sure yeah exactly leading up to baseball season yeah which uh, is coming soon which i'm excited about and then we said earlier that the celtics and the bruins are both uh in or you know gonna have their playoff pushes i know the celtics are almost guaranteed or the the bruins are solidifying their position so uh, we'll have a lot more to talk about that. We'll talk a bunch more sports next week. Now, before we end this show, though, we should get to our staple. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of WTF news, 
the stories that make you say, What the f***? What the f***? WCF, mate. What the f***? This is WADD Talk Radio's Wild World of What the f***? Now, my what the fuck comes out of England, and it's more of one of those of, like, what the fuck are you guys thinking? You're going to, like, like, yeah, it might have been funny when you guys had the meeting to come up with this idea, but then to actually execute it and put it on the menu and actually have it for service, you're setting, your, for service, you're, you're setting yourself up. And, and the, the, the title is Manchester Club, in England, Manchester Club attacked for offering free midget to dance on demand for VIPs. Um, an 850 50 euro ballers booth package um, at this uh, Wonderland Ooh. event has attracted a little uh, controversy. Nightclub Manchester. Um, free midget as part of their private booth. Uh, it's called the Ballers Booth, the Oxford Club's VIP Ballers Booth deal, which includes uh, entry for 15 of your, your, your mates, uh, a bottle of champagne, four bottles of vodka, and the presence of a person with dwarfism apparently for entertainment spokesperson um, for someone uh, for the little people, the restricted growth is association there a height requirement for the people going in as if it was a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're shorter than you actually have to perform. Yeah, that, that definitely. What the fuck on one? Be a good the, rule. Yeah. Yeah. It would be a good rule. Um, it, it offered at just at this wonderland event and, and it's just really, really ridiculous. And then I just don't know. I don't get why you would do it. Um, I guess, it, you know what, reading more into this, they were influenced by The Wolf of Wall Street. A 2013 film showed able-bodied people using uh, people with dwarfism for decadent entertainment with one scene depicting a dwarf-tossing activity. Are they saying able? Um, I don't like how they said able-bodied people with people dwarf. Are people with dwarfism not able? They're disabled. In a way. In yeah. a way. That's why they're saying able-bodied. It's right. disability, ability. I feel like when yeah. they try to use all sure these they PC like terms, it almost comes out more as if it like... It, more dickish. Yeah. 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 It like highlights the fact that the other people aren't. Right. Hey, mate, you see that Wolf of Wall Street? They're throwing those midgets around. Maybe we could do the same. Yeah. <laughs> and you could take a time travel we machine won't be throwing back to them, the late 80s when they were doing it. How cool that be? We'd be doing 850 euros and we can, we can get a dwarf in your booth. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, thank you. That's uh, so that's, great. That is, that's just what the fuck are you guys doing? Uh, Bill, what do you got, buddy? Uh, my what the fuck story comes from South by Southwest, where a creepy robotic head named Sophia, I don't know if you guys saw this Oh, or I not, did. Uh, showed, showed off her skills, quote unquote, recently with human-like facial expressions and responsive speech. Okay, master. And the butter, butterfly knife in her hand. <laughs> exactly. Um, she, she told CNBC, the robot did, says, quote, uh, talking to people is my primary function. Uh, she says, I would like to uh, like to go to school, start a business, and even have my own home or family one day. Is it a millennial? <laughs> but I'm not considered a legal person and cannot yet do these things. Um, so, Which is pretty terrifying that these robots are, are, uh, are responding to human interaction and humans interviewing them, per se. The scariest part, though, is near at the end of the demo, uh, this guy Hanson, who was doing the interview, asked Sophia if she wanted to destroy humans. Uh, playfully pleading for her sure to say thing, no Dave. and she said okay i will destroy humans oh my god i will destroy no, all humans you. unplug it nope turn her turn her down shut her off 
so it's, dude, she makes weird fa- like this thing is looks have you, have like you seen a the video? woman i don't think i've seen the video it's no. terrifying is people, it i bet people i mean i heard the audio and i'm i wasn't just pleased. like the jaw and the eyes and everything just like they move like a like a human it's you terrifying. see uh, you see some of the memes that have come out with uh, some of her reactions because in the beginning they show all the different you know the the spectrum of like <laughs> yeah. surprise face mad face you know perplexed face happy face so like people were taking like the clips of just like you know that time when you think you're gonna catch the train but don't you know or something like that and it's like what? when it's snowing but school doesn't get canceled yes exactly uh, like that but yeah what the fuck it's the robot uprising man it's coming and, and it just and, and that seed was just planted okay haha I, I will, will destroy kill humans. humans yeah exactly Take I'm me afraid I can't do that Dave <laughs> <laughs> nice great great <laughs> reference Shawnee boy what do you got bud my what the fuck comes from the uh, NBA. There's a little article. Actually, it wasn't a little. It was actually quite extensive. But uh, I thought it was uh, quite pertaining to the world of what the fuck uh, in, a, in a hindsight kind of way. Uh, starts with the NBA superstar Steph Curry in his um, Nike's courtship of him uh, back in, I believe it was 2013, when Steph was a known uh, player. He c- clearly wasn't the um, the dominant force that he is uh, today. Uh, but when Nike, uh, back a couple of years ago, their main guys were Kobe, LeBron, and Kevin Durant. Um, they'd signed a Kyrie Irving. They had Chris Paul on their roster. Um, and when they went to go court Steph Curry, um, there was... It, I get it, court. It, I get it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even mean to. It. They kind of like insulted him in more than a couple ways. Uh, first of all, the guy, Lynn uh, Merritt, who was like LeBron, who like got the whole LeBron deal, wasn't present, and that's kind of a big deal. This guy, Nico Harrison, was just like the sports marketing director, an upper management, uh, upper official, but not like the main guy. Uh, when they started the uh, the meeting, meeting they, the guy called him Stefan. Stefan Curry? Stefan Curry. Uh, oh God! On the PowerPoint slide, so they were doing like a thing in this presentation. Stefan Marbury, you idiot! On the PowerPoint, they still had a slide that said Kevin Durant on it. So they're like clearly reusing the presentation. Oh, what are you doing? Um, what the fuck? And then another thing is, he was known uh, Steph when he was younger. Obviously, his dad Del Curry is an NBA player. Uh, Steph always looked at, always looked up to um, point guards, in particular Chris Paul, a guy that's a, a maybe a generation of the NBA above him. He used to go to Steph Paul or uh, Chris Paul's camp every year and was known was always like the MVP of that camp. And that's kind of something that he wanted. Nike always gives um, players. Um, camps like summer camps where they can kind of and they can also push their products uh, that year they gave one to Kyrie Irving and to Anthony Davis but they did not give it to Steph Curry and if they did any research they would have known that that was his big thing and th- that just gave Steph Curry like more incentive to go with Under Armour who um, who did a good play in giving a sponsorship to one of his other um, one of his other guys what is his name uh, Kent uh, Bazemore, which is uh, I think he's on the Hawks right now, but he's a he's a solid six point uh, points per game player, you know, good bench guy, and he when he was on the Warriors helped court. Um, I gotta say, stop saying that. Helped kind of get Steph uh, in with Under Armour, and uh, they were only going to Nike was only going to give Steph like a one or two year deal or something like that. Under Armour gave has his contract now up to twenty twenty four. 
Um, so Under Armour is doing an amazing job of they're killing it with athletes. With too. the athletes, I mean, we talked about Spieth a while ago, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. So they and they lock these guys up for a while, yep. um, and literally just gives more more fuel to Steph. Uh, another thing is, uh, I feel like he's been disre- like he feels like he's been disrespected throughout his career, which is probably gives him even more fuel to be the kind of guy that he is, the dominant factor that he is. You just mentioned Tom Brady getting drafted. You know, he got drafted in the sixth round. He wasn't supposed to 199th pick, as as it's always referenced. That gave him fire. Um, you know, there's always the story of Michael Jordan that he, you know, what didn't make the team as a sophomore or something like that, and that gave him fire. Uh, and just another thing that probably pushes Steph going is his, like I said, Dell, his dad, uh, went to Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech only gave Steph a walk-on spot when he was coming out of high school. So that's why he went to that small Davidson. school, Davidson, and got his name out there because Davidson, during March Madness, Steph was absolutely unbelievable, dropping 30 or 40 a game. It was absolutely crazy. So my what the fuck is kind of in a hindsight thing, but it's like, Nike, what are you doing, guys? I mean, yeah, they didn't know he was going to turn into who he was, but like... Stop reusing PowerPoints. Oh, like, take like that here. terrible business stuff like that just comes back to bite you on the ass. It's just laziness, right? And you, down to you it. wouldn't expect that from a from a company like uh, like Nike. Damn so that's my real what the fuck. I think Pat, you have another what the fuck that uh, hits a little closer to home. I already did my what the fuck. I know, but a little bit more uh, of a musical taste. Oh well, yeah. Oh, <laughs> five five dog. Yeah, yeah, Fife Dog dying from a Tribe Called Quest. That's, That's Pat's a guy right there. I love, I love a Tribe Called Quest. The, the anthology yeah, is Fife. Antro- an- the anthology from from uh, a Tribe Called Quest will always be one of the six CDs in my car. Just unbelievable songs. The Fife Dog is unbelievable. Just so good. Um, but Stun- Stinks, he he died today uh, of diabetes. Um, so it's funny. I'm on his Wikipedia page right now, and his you know how they have like the latest picture of him. Yeah, he's throwing up a peace sign, and his other hand he has a bag of Funyuns. <laughs> they say. He was like crazy addicted to sugar. Yeah, so he uh, and yeah, obviously it came Dr. Back Peppers, up. as he was known, or the yeah, the but, funky diabetic. But Malik Isaac Taylor, uh, born in November twentieth, nineteen seventy, died late, late, late last night. Actually, not today. Bummer, but also, um, Rob Ford, rest in peace. Dog. So I got to throw that in. Neon Point tip all the time. Five. Just gotta love it though. Gotta love Tribe Called Quest and uh, gotta love WBDD Talk Radio. Get yeah, at us, motherfuckers. Get yeah. at us. Definitely tweet. I'm going to be doing some more live tweeting, like I said, in these the games, games tomorrow, tomorrow and Friday and throughout the weekend. So uh, when, when I can, when I'm watching. So definitely uh, love some interaction. We love that. And hit us up if you guys want to talk about anything else. And we'll, we can bring it up if you have any predictions about the Bruins, Celtics, Red Sox, anything like that. Definitely let us know. You can uh, hit me up at, personally at, at, at Have You Seen Heen. I'm at Heener's Wiener, all these. And I'm at Bill Neville and AI. Talk to you next Wednesday.